shine between the lines If you would let yourself go Find some place you know You can use your words, use your hands You can change the world, just pretend Express yourself, take a chance and you'll see Who you'll be It's time to express yourself Where teens talk and the world listens Presented by Star Style Productions as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. You'll rock to an hour of adolescent fusion with your teen hosts and on-air reporters. Meet and chat with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with subjects regarding anything and everything that you want to know. It's time to kick off the fun with our star teens. Welcome to Express Yourself. You can always tell when summer's ending. There'll be an abundance of children, pre-teens and teens, following their mothers through store sections, newly dedicated to brand new school supplies in all the colors of the rainbow. That's right, it is already time to go back to school. Hello and welcome to Express Yourself. We're a program by, for, and with creative young people. A platform to give teens a voice right here on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm Courtney Chung, and today we will be talking about the back-to-school frenzy. And I'm Hannah Hundel. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions and brought to you as an outreach service of the Be The Star You Are charity. We have a bittersweet but fun show for you today as we all get ready to get back in gear for another year of school. Whether you're an anxious student just about to transition into a new school or a high school senior struggling with senioritis already, I'm sure you'll feel much better knowing that your nerves and sadness about the summer ending are shared by all of us here at Express Yourself. To start things off, we have our own Asia here to talk about going through the back-to-school motions. Hi, Asia. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Courtney. And hi, everyone. I'm Asia Gonzalez, founder of Stinky Feet Girls, and she is worth it. So you all know what a feeding shark feeding frenzy is, right? You know, when a shark smells blood and they go crazy? That pretty much describes our household right now. School just started for us, and this is my senior year, and I do admit that I've been worrying like crazy. I've had questions in my mind like, what was I going to wear the first day, or what should I wear the first week so I can best portray my style of clothing, where are my classes, who am I going to hang out with, and I'm still so new, and I don't know as many people as I did in my old school. What is my legacy going to be once I graduate? What people, what will people remember me as? And are my teachers going to like me? Or am I going to like my teachers? And all these crazy questions are going through my mind all the time um, as I've started my senior year on Monday. And you may be asking the same questions and maybe even more questions than that. And I do have a few pointers for you that I've learned over the years. One big thing that people worry about uh, on the first day of school and going to a new school is who they're going to hang out with. And that's a valid worry because it's a big part of your high school experience. You don't want to be sitting alone at lunch and you don't want to look like a silent, uninteresting type in class. So what should you do? Well, for starters, just smile at any person you make eye contact with. You don't even have to say a word to them if you feel uncomfortable. Um, This will definitely give that person a sense of ease, and they will feel comfortable approaching you to talk. And remember, it takes time. You begin with a smile, and before you know it, talking will come as a breeze, and then you eventually make a great friend. I was nervous going into my senior year at school that is basically new to me. I was only there for about a month my junior year, so I didn't really have time to get in the know there. And I have a lot of classes, so I do have an opportunity to meet a lot of new people, and I know that will happen with time. Now, classes. 
that's a scare in itself. I have so many classrooms to remember because our schedule, you have certain classes on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then you have another set of classes Tuesday and Thursday. So it's, it's kind of like a flip-flop. So you have to remember the classes that you have on certain days and where you should go because on some hours, you have it free to where you don't have a class at all. So it's it's kind of a big old flip-flop and it's just kind of confusing on your first days of school, especially when you're new to the campus. And I was like, what am I going to do? So the best thing that I kept in mind was keeping my schedule taped to the front of my binder or on the right side of my binder so you can just whip it out whenever you're not sure where you're supposed to go. And trust me, I've had to do that plenty of times over the course of this week. So if you're new like I was, there's usually a great resource resource at your high school called Link Leaders. And what Link Leaders are, they wear these bright orange shirts on the first couple of days of school and they are there to help you with, um, it's not just new students, it's the freshmen mainly that they help. And they will help you find your classes, they will help you find new people to talk to, you may even find a couple of friends in the Link Leader crew themselves. And be sure to ask if you don't know what that is uh, to your if you have um, any group like that at your high school, you can ask if you can start a club like that if they don't have them. And, you know, it's kind of strange being at school and seeing all the link leaders in bright orange shirts because that used to be me. And my old school had the link leader crew. So when I heard that they have it here at my new school, I was so excited because it was kind of like my old school to where mm-hmm. I felt kind of at home. And... You can also look around each uh, of your classes and see if you recognize anybody. And if you have someone that's in your class that you have in a couple classes, you can try and talk to them and make friends with them so you have somebody that you can go around classes with all day. And, you know, the best thing to do also is to look around when you're finding a seat in your class is to look to see if anybody looks inviting or if anybody looks fun to talk to. And even if nobody looks that way, you can just sit next to somebody random and be the inviting, bubbly person and make a friend with your personality. Uh, Another thing about being a senior is you have many opportunities to take charge of what you want to do because you are now treated more as an adult and you have many more advantages. Many more teachers will come to be more friendly now that they know that you are no longer a crazy freshman and you are now a top dog. Anytime you get to a new school, it's a very good idea to get to know your teachers, create a positive attitude with them, and give them the impression of a hard-working individual. And you'll no longer have to worry about whether your teacher will like you or not because you've already given them a reason to respect you. And once you gain your teacher's respect and trust, you won't need to stress so much about and so much about that and it can eliminate the frenziness of school. Uh, Another big thing about going to a new school is having your grade mixed up. When I switched schools, we switched schools about a month and a half before the school year had ended. So I came to a completely new school with a completely different curriculum and graduation requirements and my new school required a history class that you have to take freshman year that my old school didn't have and I had to take a class that I already took at my old school all over again and so I have many new classes where I'm the only senior in that room but and you know that's okay because I looked for an opportunity to turn something kind of negative into something positive and I realize now that I can help any of the lower classmen with anything they want to know about the joys of high school and the big problem with having extra unexpected classes and is not being able to 
do extracurricular activities. I can no longer play softball or other sports because I have to focus on my extra classes this semester. And what's crazy is that every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I have two history classes in that day. I have one first period and one sixth period. So it's kind of crazy. You're having double history homework. And then I have all my regular classes in that same semester, which is super crazy. And I'm really bummed out about that, but fortunately, if you don't have this worry, you have this awesome opportunity to join clubs, sports, any other elective classes such as art and photography. And my next semester is actually basically filled with extracurriculars because I made the choice to put all of my required classes in my first semester so I can just get them all out of the way and really take advantage of the sports and the and the extra classes next semester. And I really encourage you guys to do that is to take the advantage of joining sports, joining a club, meeting new people, taking extra classes such as college credit classes because you can get out credits that you don't want to have to deal with in college out of the way in high school. And these things will look amazing to colleges because it makes you look like an involved person who likes to take initiative to experience new things. Wow. Wow, Asia. These are a lot of great strategies to navigate through this really difficult time for some kids, just getting back into gear in school. And I know you're going to be a senior, and I am as well. And awesome. you talked yeah, you know, it's a great time in our life, a very formative time in our life. It's one of those, I think, seminal defining moments, you know, where are we going to go to college? What do we want our future yeah. to look like? And you talked a lot about the challenges that we face when we go back to school. But being a senior, is there anything you're really looking forward to now your senior year? Well, one huge thing is graduation, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm definitely excited at being able to do more things as a senior because, you know, sometimes in high schools they have only the upperclassmen can go to prom or only the upperclassmen can go to these kind of events. And I'm really excited to be able to get to know my teachers as a senior because, you know, when you're a sophomore or maybe even a junior, sometimes they the teachers are like, oh, they're just another student who's there just for high school and and they're teenagers and they're young and they're children but when you're a senior they kind of get a different mentality about you so you can create a relationship yeah I would totally concur on that well thank you so much Asia for all of your wonderful insight and for sharing all of your experiences I'm Hannah Hundle during the break be sure to visit expressyourselfteenradio.com to see photos description links and more if anyone wants to start a club BTSYA at your school anywhere, contact us for information. Email our producer, Cynthia, at bethestarur.org. And I'm Courtney Chung. Stick around for our next segment where we get to hear from reporter Kaisin. Stay tuned. is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good what book. What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? 
If so, make sure you tune in to the Angel and Harmony Show. Angel and Harmony have experience singing, acting, and performing in general and want to help you live out your dreams of the future. Whether you are interested in acting, modeling, dancing, or singing, this is the show for you. We'll even give you the scoop on being behind the scenes if you're a little shy. The Angel and Harmony Show is heard live every Thursday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. You are listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids Network, brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Hannah Hundle. Coming up on Saturday, September 27th, we hope you'll visit our Be The Star You Are Charity booth at the Pear and Wine Festival, sponsored by the Lamarinda Weekly Newspaper and the Napa Valley Wealth Management. For more information, go to btsya.org and click on Events. For this next segment, we have our field reporter, Kaisin, with us to talk about back-to-school gadgets. Hi, Kaisin. Hi, Courtney and Hannah. So, it's time for back-to-school. I'm excited for bringing out my backpack, color-coding everything in sight, and seeing all the friends who I never got the chance to hang out with over the summer. While back-to-school can be stressful, it's also important to look at the bright side of it all. Although summer was great and quite relaxing, now we can get back to an environment where we get the chance to learn something new every day. There are a bunch of cool gadgets that can help you ease back into school, and I'm just going to go over a few today. If you're moving to college this year, then you probably have been busy buying all the essentials. Sheets, hangers, and shower supplies. Something you might have missed on your checklist is a cordless vacuum. I know what you're probably thinking. A vacuum? Let me explain. Now that you are at school, you are completely responsible for keeping your own area clean. Personally, I find it extremely hard to study in an area that is cluttered and gross. My mom and sister like to make fun of me for the amount of time I pull out the vacuum before actually getting to my real studying, but my antics may be warranted. A study published in the journal Psychological Health found that people who work in clean environments are 38% more likely to donate to charity and almost 50% more likely to choose a healthier food option when given the choice. It's like what Ben Franklin wrote in his Poor Richard's Almanac. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Mm-hmm. So when choosing a vacuum for your dorm, the Hoover Lynx is the perfect option. It's light, cordless, and gets the job done all at less than $200. If you're looking for a gadget that's a little more budget-friendly, but still practical, then the JVC HAS 400 headphones are a great buy. Priced at just $25, these over-the-ear headphones are a comfy way to get into the studying groove. If you are like me, you like blasting tunes while finishing up light homework while trying to block out pesky siblings. My last suggestion for your back-to-school shopping list is the Anchor Astro Mini External Battery. It costs just $20 and is perfect for those times when your phone runs out of juice when you need it most. I am someone who loves to press my phone's battery to the last percentage before charging up. This often comes back to bite when I'm left without a ride home because I can't even call my sister to come pick me up. But with this external battery, I am able to top off my phone all without having to clog my bag with a bulky charger. 
Overall, there are some great options for going back to school while being practical, and I know that I can't wait to utilize them all. Those are all great suggestions. As someone who has lived in a college dorm, I highly do suggest getting like a very small vacuum because the dorm (laughs) vacuums, they don't work at all. So, (laughs) do you have any other tech dorm essential suggestions? Um, Well, this is, you could get, I don't know, it depends on like what dorms you have, but some dorms don't allow um, things like microwaves or blenders. So, if your dorm does allow it, then I would definitely recommend it. Um, And other essentials include just like things like, obviously, you need a computer that will work well. Um, and is portable for all your classes. And there's just a lot of things that um, come along with that, like backing up your computer is super important, I think, because my sister's computer crashed and she lost all of her work. And I definitely oh. think she regrets not backing it up because yeah. now she doesn't have any of her high school essays. Yeah, you know, I think that's something we should even do right now because, you know, even approaching the high school years, we have so many essays piling up from our AP English classes or whatnot. So that's something I think we need to all do right now. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And if you're um, kind of lazy like I am, you might want to just do all of your work on Google Drive because then uh-huh. you don't have to worry about backing up. You can access your work from anywhere, which is also great if your printer runs out of the ink, out of ink, and you need to print it at school or at a library. Totally. Ah, uh, yeah, that's another great solution. Now you mentioned something really interesting: the Anchor Astro Mini external battery. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Because I think that's something I need to go order right now. <laughs> so I. <laughs> Um, So it's basically just a thing you plug into your phone and it recharges your phone. And the reason I like that one in particular is because a lot of the other options are kind of clunky and big and they're like huge squares. And I just don't think that's very practical, especially if you're going to put it in your backpack or your school bag. Um, So it's just this tiny little, um, it's like kind of the size of a pen, like half the size, but um, double the width. Um, It's super small and light. And you just plug it into your actual charger to charge it up. And then when you need it, you always have it charged up for your phone. So it's really useful. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I actually think I've seen a lot of people with those. Like in the library, I've seen their phones sitting out connected to like this little cylindrical thing. So Yeah, that's, that's what it yeah, is. It's really I, I know, useful. I know that's totally getting on the popularity. And you also mentioned that like, the psychological science study about the about studying in cleaner environments do you think that studying in a messier environment has benefits as well yeah so um i definitely think there are benefits um particularly in this study um published in the the journal psychological science there was studying the benefits of both so the benefit of studying in a messier environment is actually that you're more likely to be creative in that environment so i guess it's just picking your um environment and suiting it to whatever you're doing so if you're doing something that's like artistic then you probably want to have a bunch of like materials out to inspire you but if you're doing something like math you probably want a cleaner environment because you're more likely to work better in that ah okay so just kind of like gauge and figure out what works for you depending on what you're doing yeah definitely that's what they were suggesting in the study and a lot of people were um kind of editing out the benefits of a good environment and saying, oh, well, now we know that we have to study in a messy environment and an excuse to not clean. And I thought that was kind of funny and very typical. <laughs> I was there like, you of go. course. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, you what I've been trying to figure out what works for me is whether or not I'm able to blast that music and still concentrate. Because I found that, especially when I'm working on something really kind of intellectually intensive 
whether it be reading like a Victorian novel or completing some really challenging math problems, I'm kind of not able to concentrate as well, I feel, if I'm listening to music. Uh, do you think that music can be good or bad for helping your memorization and helping you study? So kind of like the environment, the music thing is another thing that studies have shown. It's just choosing what music. Um, so classical music, if you're into um, just classical music, then that can be really good for studying um, something you need to focus on because you can drown out any background noise, any family members talking in the background or friends who are over, and you can really focus in. Or maybe you're someone who maybe likes to study with heavy metal. I don't know. I haven't met anyone like that, but you never know. It's just really about... Um, suiting your environment to what works best for you and testing out a bunch of different options. So aside from having all these like little gadgets to help us get through the, the, the technicalities of the school year, do you have any tips for how to juggle like, a new year of classes, extracurriculars, and a social life? Definitely. So last year I kind of took, off, um, took on more than I could handle I thought until I realized that the problem wasn't how much I was doing, but how I was handling it all. So um, suge some suggestions I have are making sure that at the beginning every, of every week, you have a calendar organized for where you're going to be at every certain time. So that way you kind of know when you're free and you have a chance to relax and when you should be rushing to your next place or when you should be trying to get in that homework or studying. Ah, yes. Good, good suggestion. And you... Now that your sister is in college, do you have any suggestions for a good college computer? Uh, yeah, so my sister came to me when she had to get her computer because I'm kind of like the techie member of the <laughs> family. So everyone always just asks me for suggestions. So we found that the um, computer best suited to her was actually just the MacBook Air because she's used to the Mac interface. And another great thing about Apple computers, I'm kind of like an Apple techie, um, <laughs> is that there's student discounts and they also offer a $100 gift card with your purchase if you use your um, school email and it's really customizable. But if you're doing something that requires like math or a lot of math or science um, on your computer, especially going into computer programming, normally the colleges have certain requirements for that too. Totally, totally. Um, I also noticed that Apple computers, like if you just need it for generally say like essay writing and like music maybe some photos apple is the way to go if you're not totally into like gaming or needing all those extra gadgets on a computer yeah definitely anyway thank you so much kaisine for sharing all your neat tricks to get back into the school mode during the break be sure to visit our radio site at expressyourselfteenradio.com i'm courtney chung and i'm hannah hundle also check us out on tumblr at btsyaradio.tumblr.com. Stick around for our next segment as Courtney shares how to save on back-to-school shopping. Are you ready to explore the amazing world under the sea? Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. 
teen, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more we'll tackle the classics the bestsellers and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom tune into bookworm airing thursdays at 3 p.m pacific time and 6 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel we promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book what about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up World? It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune in to What Up World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids. Real kids, real talk radio. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Thanks for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. Our program is Express Yourself, giving youth across the world a voice to be listened to. I'm Courtney Chung, and today on Express Yourself, our theme is Back to School Frenzy. And I'm Hannah Hundle. 
Now, whether you're in grade school, high school, or college, making sure that back-to-school shopping doesn't break the wallet is always a challenge. So, Courtney's going to give us some tips to stay on a budget that works. Take it away, Courtney. So when I was little and I attended elementary school, one of my favorite parts about returning to school was the prospect of buying new supplies. I was one of those kids who checked off each item as I bought it at the store and made a nice neat little stack of them on my desk as soon as they were home. I couldn't wait to open all the packages and use all my new pencils, pens, markers, and all the other bits and bobs. Now, getting ready to go into my third year at UC Berkeley, I still get the same sort of excitement when I see all my books stacked up on a corner of my desk before the semester begins. While there is a lot of anticipation to actually begin working and reading, there's also a lot of pain whenever I see the final bills after I finish buying all of my books. Whether we like it or not, our school supplies rack up a lot of money each year, each semester, and each quarter. So, in honor of going back to school, here are some tips for budgeting when buying your books and supplies for the upcoming academic year. Number one, if your book list includes a lot of what I like to call book books, in other words, they're story books, novels, books with plot lines, not textbooks or anthologies, but if your book list does include a lot, a lot of these lovelies, then make a stop at your local half-price bookstore before heading to Amazon or your school student store. Oftentimes, you can get the same books for about half the school's price. Number two, reuse old binders, folders, and notebooks. Unless your binders and folders actually no longer work, there isn't actually any reason to throw them out and buy new ones. To make folders last longer, spend a bit more money, maybe only a dollar, to buy plastic folders that last almost four times as long as their paper counterparts. And number three, use mechanical pencils and pens with replaceable inkwells. For those who aren't familiar with the latter, check out pens from the brand Pilot. Any store that sells their pens will almost always sell replacement inkwells as well. Although buying these seems silly, the prices differ maybe by only a few cents. Even these few cents do add up after hours of note-taking each semester. And by replacing inkwells, you also end up throwing less dead pens away. It's a win-win situation for you and the environment. Yeah, that's an excellent point there. I think oftentimes when we're just so caught up in the tide of fun back-to-school shopping, we forget that, you know, all of the plastic, all of the paper that we're purchasing really does have an effect on the environment. And I think that's yeah. important to keep in mind as well. And, you know, you have provided such a cornucopia of great budget tips, but are you really that great at following them as well, or do you kind of slip up? I know I tend to. Oh, absolutely. Like, after after the first four semesters of buying things, I was like, these these price tags are frightening. So now, like, over the summer, I took a, a classics course. I got the book list, and my first thing was, I'm going to the half-price bookstore, and I'm taking my book list in hopes that I'll find as many, if not all, of my books there. So actually, for this course, I bought all, I think it was seven of my books for $47, which included a textbook. And the textbook itself at the student store had cost $47. Ah, oh, wow, yeah. See, you know, I have one more year of high school left, so I just love getting to receive my loaner book. Yes, (laughs) I am not looking forward to that time when I have to purchase these really expensive books. And, you know, it just compounds the cost of college today for the average student. It's just really remarkable to kind of take a look at it and see how much a kid going back to college has to start worrying about. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned reusing your notebooks, your folders, your binders. 
Do you mean reusing them if you haven't completely filled them up? Or could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so reusing notebooks, I know I'm like one of the peculiar ones who does this, but like my notes, they often spill from one notebook to the other. So like I'll finish one in the middle of a semester and then like start a new one to finish up the term and then only end up using half of that new notebook. So then this half-used notebook, um, I don't I don't throw my notes out, so I, I have it. And because there's half the pages left, it becomes the, the notebook I use for a new class the following semester. So this way I can make the most out of all of my notebooks. Oh, that's a really good idea. I should start trying that too. Uh, um, with your binders and your notebooks as well, do you love to kind of decorate them and you know, put little fun collages or something. Because for me, that's always something that kind of wears down my notebooks or my binders is I love to doodle on them and paste fun little comics on them or something. Are you kind of artsy and creative in that way as well? Um, I used to do that a lot in high school. Like, I would reuse a binder in, like, each year, each semester, and, like, change the cover of it and redo it. But genuinely, this is going to sound so sad, but, like, in college, you, like, note-taking, you won't have time to do it on the cover. <laughs> it's like, there'll be times in class where I'm taking notes, and then like two minutes later, I'll, I'll be thinking, I heard every single word, but I'm not sure any of that actually stuck in my head. I hope that wasn't important. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to be gleaning all of these great college tips from you, because I know that's always something that's kind of looming on every high schooler's horizon, that, oh no, what is it going to be like when I go off to college? But in your in your view and in in your experience, how do you best kind of get a handle on all of your classes and everything new that comes with going to college? Because you know, when you're thrust into that type of environment, it's a lot more than just taking harder classes and perhaps having harder teachers. There's a whole kind of ambiance that goes along with it, the college experience. In your view, what is the best way to kind of manage that? I think so in every college, like, there's like always the, the the freshman orientation where they, like I think most schools I think offer like an overnight thing where you stay with a whole bunch of other freshmen who signed up for like the same weekend as you, and you get to be taken around the campus. They'll like tell you about classes, about picking classes, about where to go when you like have breaks, and it's during these times that you you should ask the the mentors that they assign for each like incoming freshman group like what do you think how many classes do you think I should take how do you think I should what extracurricular should I look into so like at UC Berkeley each class has a certain number of units mm -hmm. and you gen you generally learn that like everyone sticks within a certain range of maybe like about five units 13 is the minimum and no one's allowed to go over 22 I think so I have found that sticking at somewhere like 15 units is where I can manage my, all my classes, my extracurriculars, and kind of still have a social life with my friends, and everything will still settle easily. Other uh, people, they can manage up to 18 and still get everything done, and if some people take 18, like, they'll get two hours of sleep toast. each night. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what, as like an incoming freshman, you should take what most people say is like close to the minimum, or say like that, that 15 unit range, somewhere where it's a bit more than minimum, but not too much more. And if you feel like you can handle that, then maybe try to add a very small class onto it afterwards so you get to 17 or 18. And if that feels stressful for you, then I would advise staying somewhere below that. So you kind of have to play with it during freshman year when you may be taking your general education requirements and not like the, 
the classes required for your major, so the grades aren't as important in terms of your GPA and stuff. Ah, oh, right, right. And do you find that kind of that perennial question of school social life balance is a little bit harder to tackle in college than it is in high school? Is it a little bit more challenging to maintain a great social life, you know, get out every once in a while and have fun in college? Or do you think that if you kind of establish a good foundation in high school of having a good work ethic and the necessary skills that you can just kind of translate those to college as well and you'll have no problem? I definitely think if you have already established a good balance in high school, it will be a lot easier for you to transition to college because unlike high school, you aren't in class from say like 8 to about 3 p.m. each day. You'll maybe have like two hours of class in the morning and then one class in the afternoon. So you have a lot of extra time in the middle to be doing homework, studying, being at the library and all that stuff. So, and at the same time, if you do have those breaks, you could say, like, hey, contact a friend who also doesn't have a class and get lunch with them. And then there's, like, some social time even before you're done with class for that day. Oh, yeah, that, make, that makes perfect sense. Well, thank you so much, Courtney. I really enjoyed all of your wonderful insight on getting back to school ready on a budget. I think we can all take away something from these useful tips, whatever grade we're entering into. I'm Hannah Hundel. During the break, visit our website at expressyourselfteenradio.com. And I'm Courtney Chung. Please check out our videos at www.youtube.com forward slash Be The Star You Are. Express Yourself is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, See Free Literacy, and Positive Media Charity. Stay right here with us as we continue our conversation on going back to school. Tune in to Dinosaur Detectives with Little Miss Dinosaur, Anna Dubois. We'll not only learn about dinosaurs, but also about fossils, ancient civilizations, and ask questions from paleontologists. You'll learn about science in general with an emphasis on paleontology and dinosaurs. Anna hopes that this show will start or increase your awareness and interest in the field of science. Dinosaur Detectives can be heard every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids channel. Let's sing with the Indie Girls. Join Callie Young and Rinsley Phelps each week as they talk about the music industry with an emphasis on what it's like to sing as performers. We'll give out some great tips on how to make it big and be the next contestant on your favorite reality singing competition. We'll also talk to the artists who are already making it big on the up-and-coming circuit. Indie Girls can be heard live on the Voice America Kids channel every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Tune up your voice and join in the chorus. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You're listening to Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel, where teens talk and the world listens. Express Yourself is produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Now, back to our star teens. Welcome back. Thank you for staying with us here at Voice America Kids. I'm Hannah Hundle, and today we're talking about getting back to school. 
And I'm Courtney Chung. It's no surprise that going back to school can bring about higher stress levels in kids. So, to help us navigate through this challenge, it's time for another Health with Hannah segment. It's all yours, Hannah. Thank you, Courtney. I'm thrilled to be doing another segment today of Health with Hannah for Express Yourself, as my mission is to empower the new generation to lead active, healthy lives. I believe that if teenagers can get off on the right foot by making healthy lifestyle choices, then there's no telling what we'll be able to accomplish. Now, hopefully for many of us, summer provided that relaxation or rejuvenation that we needed after an action-packed school year. However, now that we gear up to get back into school mode, all the motions and tensions of the process may start hitting us really hard. With assignments to complete, projects to turn in, and tests rapidly approaching, it's easy to feel overwhelmed or stressed. Of course, we know just how harmful stress can be to our bodies, particularly our growing teenage bodies, as it can contribute to and agitate problems including heart disease, high blood pressure, stroke, depression, and even sleep disorders. But did you know that a high level of stress can also really hurt your academic performance as well? Well, in 2008, data came out from the University of Minnesota's Boynton Health Service, and it indicated that students with unhealthy behaviors, in particular lots of stress, earned significantly lower grade point averages. The facility surveyed 9,931 students at 14 different two- and four-year schools and then matched GPAs with various lifestyle choices and health problems, one of these which included stress. Of the 69.9% of students who reported experiencing stress, 32.9% said that it negatively affected their GPAs. As a matter of fact, the students who reported eight or more emotional stresses, whether they be credit card debt or failing a class or disagreements with parents, had an average GPA of 2.72. On the contrary, the students who reported no significant stress had an average GPA of 3.3. Dr. Ed Ellinger, director of the Boynton Health Services and a lead author of the study said, quote, while this may seem like a small difference in GPA, when you were looking at over 9,000 students, the impact of this difference is huge, end quote. Now, these results may seem rather frightening at first. After all, when the school year starts, some of us just feel swept away on a tide of stress and may think the negative impacts will be inevitable. Thankfully, though, that's not entirely so, because the study also found that the students who were able to manage their stress performed much better academically than the students who couldn't. So, if you're at least able to find small ways in your everyday life, to get a handle on your stress levels, then you can still secure a chance at doing really well academically this year. So walk, run, bike, surf, dance, skate, do yoga. Find a way to unwind, find your respite, and you can make sure that stress won't get the best of you this school year. Those are really interesting, really interesting information from all the studies. and. So what is your personal strategy for keeping up with all your new classes in high school as I understand and heard that you're taking all AP classes this year? <laughs> I am taking a lot, a lot of AP classes. And 
I have really throughout my whole high school experience. I've tried to kind of make the most of it, both socially, but as well academically. So I've always kind of tried to push myself and just to see where do my own personal limits lie, you know? I think it's so important, especially when you're young, to just kind of go for it Mm -hmm. and just kind of gauge as you go along. You learn as you live. And so I'm that type where I'm just going to kind of go for the opportunity and later on I'll watch it unfold and see how it plays out. (laughs) But if an opportunity is there, I'm going to jump up and I'm going to take it. And, you know, at times, I'm not going to lie, it does get really challenging because different teachers have different things they really need you to understand before a certain time period, particularly with AP classes. You know, you have to get in all that material before the AP tests that occur in about a two-week period at the end of the year. And so, particularly as we approach the fourth quarter, you know, things are really getting crammed in. And I'm not going to lie, it is challenging. But I think you have to find those one or two activities that just really help you decompress. So for me, one thing that I just absolutely enjoy doing is biking. We have a wonderful kind of dirt road by a canal that's near our home. And so whenever I feel like I need to unwind, just tearing down that dirt road on my bike, the wind blowing through my hair, you know, down by the almond trees, it's the perfect respite for me. That sounds beautiful. I I wish I had an area like that when I was in (laughs) high school. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's kind of a matter, a trade-off, really, of should I continue to finish this assignment or should I go take a quick bike ride and you know take a break and what I found to be the case for me is that if I just take that small little break just outside in the fresh air just kind of soaking it all in for a little bit I can come back and I can really kind of bunker down and finish that assignment much more quickly so that's really been one of my great strategies to kind of get a handle on all of my classes and you know all of that tension that may come with the high school experience for anyone nowadays really. Yeah, I remember when I was in high school, like, for at least, it seemed most of the AP students that I knew, we'd only be the sort who, like, would see all these piles of work sitting in front of us, and we'd be like, we have to finish everything, we have to get everything done, we can't do anything else beforehand, and I know a lot of people, I don't know if it's the case at your school, like, every, a lot of people be getting maybe five, six hours of sleep a night, so how, what would you suggest for them, if I know... I know getting enough sleep for for starters is very important, but even if they're already not getting enough sleep, how would would you still suggest that they go out and take a walk or something or just get more sleep? Yeah, you know, in that kind of circumstance, you really need a reconfiguration of your entire entire agenda, I think, because a lack of sleep is so detrimental really to your yeah. health, to your academic performance, to just your interactions day to day. I think you can really feel an effect. Anyone who's suffered a lack, a, a night of suboptimal sleep, I think can really attest to how it affects your performance the next day. You know, you're drowsy, you're fatigued, you just feel really kind of in a daze. And yeah. when you're on top of that, taking so many challenging courses, it, it's just really unable to be managed, I think. So, you, I think need, if you're in that circumstance where you want to take all these extra classes, but you're really suffering by getting suboptimal sleep each night, I think you kind of need to examine, first of all, okay, why am I taking these classes? You need to be taking them for the right reasons. You really want to learn that material, and you're curious, and you're intellectually wanting to explore. And so 
you kind of have that drive within you to come home every day and bunker down and get that assignment done. You know, if you're just taking the class to take it and don't have that much interest in it, then perhaps it might be a little bit better to not forego on that sleep because, you know, everyone needs a minimal, minimal of seven hours, usually even more a night, especially for teens, you know, with our growing bodies. And so... Uh, you know, of course, for me with my AP classes and also with my extracurriculars, it does get challenging to kind of balance everything whereby I can get to bed at a good time each night. But I definitely make an effort to do so and a really crucial effort at that because I've just found that I'm so much um, able to function way better the next day. And everything is just a lot more efficient. And my schedule runs so much more effectively if I get that sleep that I need. Yeah, you sound like such a well-balanced person I I I really genuinely wish I was like you when I was in high school (laughs) (laughs) oh well you know it's been a learning experience but I enjoy being able to share my experiences with others here in hopes that you know we can kind of all learn together (laughs) absolutely thank you again for sharing all this very important information with us when we understand how stress impacts our bodies we'll be more inclined to make better choices for our health as always, all good things must come to an end, and this show gave us tips on how to gird ourselves for another year of school. Thanks to Star Style Productions, Cynthia Bryan, Be The Star You Are, and Kid Star for producing this show where we empower kids. Thanks to our Voice America Kids crew, especially Perry Damone and Bruce Solstein. Thanks to our guests and reporters from across the world, and thank you, our listeners, for making us a top-rated program. I'm Courtney Chung. And I'm Hannah Hundle. You have been listening to Express Yourself, an on-air global community where teens talk and the world listens. For more info on our creative community, go to btsya.org. Until next week, remember, be kind, be ready for school, and be here. Speak up, speak out, and express yourself. Thanks for joining us this week on Express Yourself, produced by Star Style Productions, LLC, as an international outreach program of Be The Star You Are charity. For more information about our show, be sure to visit ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern, when teens talk and the world listens on the Voice America Kids channel. Until then, remember to express yourself. Stars that shine. Between the lines, if you would let yourself go, find some place. Hello, my name is Cindy Marie from Phoenix, Arizona, and host of Bookworm. The Kids Store album of the month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball. Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do One time she drew a beat on Fred Back when he first moved in She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw with that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays 
swatted flies. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law, she should even play it all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. And you'll wind up flat. Every day, Mary puts us in our place. Though we try, we cannot get away from that Mona Lisa face. Each day, we wonder who it is she's gonna level first. And when she's through with what she does, we all line up for the nurse. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary's gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law. She should even play it all. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary shows beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. And you'll wind up fat. When I go out into the world, don't know what job I'll do. But I can bet I'm the one girl who's gonna run a wrecking crew. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary gonna make us fall. It ought to be against the law, she should even play it on. Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful. But friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard. She gonna wind up hard. She gonna wind up hard. And you wind up flat. The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kid Star website www.kidstar.org. <laughs> 